Hi everyone! Welcome to a new episode of Breakfast at Ruby's featuring yours truly, Project Ruby. Hello! This is a weekly podcast slash talk show where we talk about recent topics, we talk about things that are relevant to us and to those around us. Uh, obviously, I'm not doing this alone, so to my left we have Miss Passion, Passion's Planet. Hello! Hello! I'm Passion, but yeah, known as Passion's Planet. Best known for having huge fucking knockers and always being seductive. Uh, you can catch me streaming some shit on Twitch somewhere. I'm usually everywhere. But, yes. um, that's it. There that's it. it. There you go. <laughs> and to my right, we have Kisos. Hi. Hi, everybody. My name's Kisos. It's at It's Kisos on Twitch and social medias and things. Oh, Lord, what do I do? I stream. <laughs> Girl, we're out of energy. What um, do I do? Music, I do gaming, I do a ton of things. I just released new music. I used to do a quarantine video showcase, but that's on hold for a little bit. So we try to do a lot of different things in a lot of different places. And uh, yeah, just keep it spicy. Yes, absolutely. And um, if y'all want some gorgeous and high-quality coffee to go with your breakfast at Ruby's, <laughs> great segue there, Ruby. Um, this episode is actually sponsored by GrindingCoffee.co, a black and LGBTQIA plus owned coffee business that is aimed to provide premium quality content and coffee to content creators. <laughs> Definitely you know, whatever, words. We love that. Um, they have a wide variety of products and uh, you can have 13% uh, off on me using the code Project Ruby at checkout. They also have some merchandise, which 50% of that, um, the proceeds for that go towards charity. So that's also lovely. They ship worldwide and they recently added free shipping for the u.s so for all the u.s legends uh hearing this and watching this right now you have a deal right there so enjoy some high quality coffee super excited to work with this brand because they are a very small um staff and they're iconic and they're really nice to work with um so yeah support them send some love to them and uh Let's get on with the show, shall we? Love that. Um, so, uh, firstly, there um, there has been trouble brewing on social media, uh, and this has been brought to my attention by our resident uh, queer musician, Kisos. So basically the T is, uh, Billboard is being criticized for running an article which is promoting uh, an, like the upcoming work of uh, an artist called Ben Hopkins who basically used to be a part of this group called Power Bottoms, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Power Bottom, yeah. And um, basically the group had to disband because this individual that we're talking about uh, got um, accused of um, several allegations of sexual assault and harassment and other things that I, I saw in some articles that there was also like certain pictures with certain, um, you know, iconography, let's just say that, that is very problematic and such. So um, 
obviously people are in the community, in the queer community specifically, are criticizing Billboard's decision to run this article and to kind of provide this alleged abuser with like their own side of the story and for them to have this platform to say like, oh, this isn't true, Uh, I didn't do this or whatever it might be, Uh, and to basically promote their work, you know? Um, So, my beautiful co-host, what do you think about their decision to run that article? We're going to start with Kisos because obviously you were the one who brought this up to me, so I wouldn't even uh, be super aware of it. Um, so the floor is yours. Okay. Yeah, I used to love Power Bottom. Uh, when I like first moved to New York, I was like, oh my god, they're so cool, they're so queer, and their music is so like such fun, like punky club like whatever and then a couple years later all of these allegations came out and i was like oh my god okay completely canceled because it wasn't just like there's so much to say here of course as (laughs) usual that's why we're talking about it on the show but okay so basically the biggest issue here is that billboard really focuses on ben um ben's story pronouns they them um they really focus on Ben's story and don't focus so much on patients. They're really focused on redemption and um, how the group was canceled Mm. and kind of framing it as, you know, another group canceled too soon that was on the rise. You know, they're like, oh, and right before their album, they got canceled. They had this story with the New York Times ready. They had this story ready. Mm -hmm. They had this story. But it's like none of the people who came forward with these allegations were able to have any of these platforms. Even now, one of the things that stuck out to me the most in this story was that um, they actually reached out to um, the first person that came forward with these allegations. I believe it was the first person um, who remained anonymous, I think think or maybe they that person did have a name a lot of the other allegations were anonymous i think this person um did have a name i don't remember exactly all the details but yeah um they um but once that person who came forward with the allegations realized that this was about uh ben's new music as a solo artist that person was like no 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 i don't want to be a part of this it's terrible that you're running the story and i feel like that should have been enough for a billboard to be like, you know what, maybe we shouldn't go through with this. And the reason I, I actually didn't see anything at first, I saw some people talking about, you know, alternatives to billboard. And I was like, what, what happened? Something else must have happened that I missed. And I saw them all talking about this and the fact that, you know, there's so many other indie queer artists that are just as talented or honestly more talented. I hate comparing people's talent, but I just mean there's so many people out there that you could have covered that don't have these allegations against them, these multiple allegations against them, or you know these certain reputations where it's like, uh, I don't know. I think if someone's gonna have their redemption arc, they need to do it on their own terms. They need to show you know, their own growth instead of just running to Billboard and Billboard being like, okay, we're going to tell your story on, you know, the biggest music outlet out there and co-sign in the face of all of these people who came forward with these allegations. So it's very messy. People are very mad because especially lately, Billboard has been firing a lot of their freelancers and contributors and letting people go. And especially the people who um, were actually caring about indie artists and giving us platforms. 
Um, and if you're not familiar, last year in March, there was their senior editor was fired for also the senior editor of Billboard Pride, I should specify, was fired for um, sexually harassing artists and trying to get pictures out of them to use um, like as bartering to put them on the site. So Billboard, especially in the LGBTQIA plus community, does not have a good reputation. And now it's even worse. So we're all like canceled them. People are like unfollowing them again. Billboard's not actually going to be canceled because we don't have that power, but we're doing our best to not support them in the ways that we can. Period. Yes, uh, and also like um, shortly after you you brought this up to me, I actually saw other musicians who I do follow as well on social media, and they brought up the fact that they keep pitching their own work and they keep wanting to have that platform and they keep being denied of that and they choose to go out of their way to support someone and to associate themselves with someone that has this problematic past and has this problematic uh, history in the, of their behavior. So I don't, this doesn't make any sense to me from Billboard's perspective. Like, why would you want to associate yourself with someone that has so much of that baggage on them. Um, yeah. I understand that from the perspective of a publication and from a perspective of a company, which happens a lot, it's like they usually have this thing of like, if nothing happens in the court or if nothing ends up being confirmed, then we're free to report on them or it's fine to talk about them or Right. Whatever it might be. Sometimes in a lot of cases, even stuff that has gone to court and and stuff like that. So I unfortunately, I'm not surprised, um, especially like in the past. Uh, I don't remember exactly when it happened, but there was also this one specific um, mainstream artist that got number one on on Billboard in the Billboard charts which is not Billboard's fault necessarily, but you know, it's also like they, they got number one and they also had this past of like sexual assault and allegations and stuff that's, I think possibly at the same level um, as this person, mm -hmm. but this person got convicted and everything and uh, it was a big story and, and all of that. So I'm not shocked that people support people like this and um, even, I guess, not organizations, but companies and um, publications like Billboard get behind these projects, but it doesn't really like make a lot of sense. Like you, I would, you would think they would try to find alternatives that are mm -hmm. less problematic. I don't want to say unproblematic because that doesn't exist, but you know, people who right. are less <laughs> problematic or people who are actively doing good or whatever it mm -hmm. might be. What do you think about this entire messy situation, Miss Passion? I don't really have anything to add. Um, I'm just kind of reading through tweets at the moment and everyone's kind of saying similar things, so. Mm -hmm. um, from my understanding, their article wasn't great anyway. <laughs> so, you know, if you can't cover a non-binary person without misgendering them, then I don't think really they should be certified to write an article about them, period despite anything that they've done previously, if you can't even, like, mm -hmm. gender someone properly, what's what's good? <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. I had to go so. to a separate article that was actually criticizing this entire situation to actually see this person's uh, pronouns. I was like, oh, interesting. Um, 
what another thing that I found interesting was that the in the article they actually went above and beyond to the detail of like the allegations and everything that happened only to have quotes from them to say like oh I didn't do it or oh I was so shocked when these things showed up on the internet it's like they went so detailed with it and right. you would be like wait are we still promoting them like what's going on because this like you're going in very detailed about something that you're actively trying to promote like I don't know if they were trying to give the quote-unquote two sides of the story or whatever it was but to me it just felt like okay we're going to use these stories and we're going to have this person just say over and over again that they're innocent and they didn't do anything and they were victims of cancel culture you know Right. Which is uh, like basically the stench of the article. And a lot of things that happen uh, these days on social media, it's a lot of like the consequences are the other side of cancel culture. Poor people who are getting canceled over being problematic. We should feel bad for them. Like that's a whole other can of worms. And we've talked plenty right. about, quote, cancel culture. I even I roll my eyes every time I read that combination of um of words these days so i don't want to yeah. get into that all over again literally choose any other past episode of breakfast at rubies and i'm sure we've talked about <laughs> that before um but um do y'all think that um it is not i wouldn't say realistic but do you think moving forward it is very important for us to also be conscious about consuming articles from billboards specifically and like moving forward trying to go to other like publications that may represent us in a better light and when i say us i mean the queer community um yeah do, what do you think do you think it, it, that's like m moving forward that's a thing that people should be paying more attention because we always talk about like how following people on social media is our currency and how supporting like listening to someone's music is supporting them and how we shouldn't do that for people who are problematic. So should we hold publications like Billboard accountable for that? Or is it just a scenario of like, maybe that this one journalist who wrote this, like they should be responsible and not the entire corporation of Billboard? Like, what do you think? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, because usually, you know, it's not just one writer, there's editors, there's other people kind of vetting these things. Mm -hmm. For me, what I plan on doing in the future, um, first off, I, I know multiple like smaller blogs and things. So it's easier for me for other people. I would say you can try your best to like find smaller people or follow. If you follow any indie artists, you know, ask them if they have any places they recommend you follow or just see who they get covered by and follow them. But for me, going back to billboard. What I plan on doing is because obviously if one of my friends gets covered in Billboard or if Billboard just randomly spontaneously covered me, I wouldn't like not share the article, but I would share it more from the sense of, you know, like, yay, I got coverage, but I would try to minimize Billboard in that. And especially if I know the journalist, focus on them because I do have like, you know, there are good people that work at Billboard. I actually am part of like a story coming out later that is exposing someone's uh, you know, sexual assault allegations and shady business practices. So it's always going to have this two sided thing to it because Billboard is just a giant platform. Mm -hmm. So I think we also just have to hold them accountable for the things that they 
misstep on, although they don't care because they're going to make probably more money off this story than most stories with all the clicks. Mm -hmm. um, but still just trying to let them know that's not okay. And more focusing on the individual people and supporting individual people versus like billboards the best, you know, you know, I don't know. Right. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think that it's important for um, us to, uh, and when I say us, I, th I say like people in general, to not have this huge regard towards anything really in specific. Like we've talked about before, uh, a lot of these systematic things that happen with award shows and with other things like that, even with Twitch, for example, we talked about that recently as well. Everything is a system that is meant to keep the people on top where they are and to keep the people on the bottom where they are. So I think just kind of, I, I wouldn't say removing the importance of Billboard and their charts and everything, but at the same time, recognizing that other things have value, such as longevity and uh, even other publications and other uh, writers, even if they're not necessarily working for a publication, but if they just happen to have a really good social media presence, if they have a, a blog of their own or whatever it might be, um, I think it's more that and I think generally speaking people are less and less looking at what this corporation has to say I think more and more people are typing their favorite people's name on like YouTube and looking for people's reactions uh, people who have hundreds of followers people who have thousands of followers they're not necessarily looking at these corporations to be the end-all be-all same with games and same with a lot of different industries so I just think maybe as we move on to that direction they start losing their power and it becomes less of a gatekeepy sort of situation um would you agree with that passion or do you think none of this really matters and they'll stay on top regardless and we're fools for even trying <laughs> i mean they run the charts so it's not gonna make a drastic difference because they're gonna have the ultimate you know conglomerate control of music overall mm -hmm. in the states especially um I feel like it's relevant to dig up the fact that they put Todrick Hall on the front cover for Pride Month. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'll just I'll just mention that. And for Pride events as well, I think they they did stuff like that. Um, um, it's it's an interesting decision that they tend to be making with some of these <laughs> Pride related selections rather than focusing on actual queer artists that don't have allegations against them, whether it be financial or harassment claims. And they can just honestly just listen to the community and that's all they need to do. It's the bare minimum of just actually hearing out people's replies and being like, okay, how can we actually uplift queer artists without it just being um, beneficial for the sake of getting clicks? Like, why can't we be mm -hmm. respectable as something that gives a voice to people who actually need it instead of being like, oh, you know what? Let's run an article that's actually gonna get us clicks because ultimately, I understand from a perspective of wanting to make money and still be a name that you need to do that. But I just fucking hate to see like so many queer artists just being ignored because they don't want to cover them or they feel like it's not the right time, especially when Pride Month has passed and long gone. They don't feel like it's relevant to then voice queer artists in that time space. So it's just, I feel like, um, music journalism just needs like a wake-up call of who we publicize and who we focus on 
and we do hold people accountable for what they have done previously, even if they claim that they've never done it, I feel like we need to believe victims. And that's something that we have massively focused on throughout the past few weeks, even on this talk show. So, yeah, it's... It, uh, come on, Billboard. Like, do better. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and especially with, like, all of this talk of, like, people always reading to these types of conversations as, like, oh, people are trying to tear so-and-so down or people are trying to do this uh i just think it's one of those things where and i this was actually um a retweet that i that i shared recently um it was something in the lines of like when a friend of yours hurts you in any capacity um sure they can apologize right but you expect like it's a valid reaction of yours to not want ha anything to do with that person anymore and it's also valid for you to like if someone else in your friend group still associates with them you can be like mad at them because you're like hey you know that person hurt me like why are you still associating with them and at the end of the day right. it's like you're this is not saying that that person can't grow and that person can't evolve as a person but it also like they're not they don't you're, like they're not owed anything they're, you you don't have to remain a part of their life you don't have to remain supporting them in order for them to grow as a person they can still grow and they can have their own path and they can have that path for them and specifically in this case as well they can still try to have a career and be a genuinely better person but it's just like when there's such a heavy past behind that and not really acknowledging of that um, yeah, it's like maybe don't give a platform to that person. Like, of course, like that I, that person, if they still want to work and if they still want to uh, try to have a career and if they genuinely are trying to get better at being a person, I guess, um, just like let them do that uh, on their own terms, their own space, but don't give them platforms where you know potential victims can look at that and be like, wow, the person that I shared this story about they're still getting all these accolades and right. they're still getting all these uh, opportunities you know it's it's a, a really shitty situation so it, it's more about that than like oh we're not going to allow that person to grow like no like but it, i think people think that if you keep supporting them they will grow as a person but that isn't necessarily how it happens you know right um, and this actually goes along with um, another topic that we have today, but this is more on the stream side of things. Um, so recently, there was basically, uh, in the streaming world, things have been chaotic, to say the least. Uh, and there was recently a story of, um, of this uh, popular live streamer who unfortunately took their own live. And as a result of that, uh, there was a, a different popular streamer who, uh, uh, her name is Alinity. Some of you may already know of her. Uh, she's one of the most popular female streamers on Twitch. And she basically addressed that situation and she got into the conversation of um, harassment on the internet and hatred on the internet. And that's what led to uh, a now very popular clip that's going around social media of her crying on stream and breaking down on stream crying and talking about basically the way that people have been treating her for the past year 
due to her viral her viral cl clips of her throwing her cat over her head and um, there was a clip of her giving her cat vodka and there was also um, a nip slip at some point um, so basically from all of those stories that took place all of those I guess clips and moments um, she only got temporarily suspended from the platform from Twitch specifically I think at all times it was like 24 hours so it was a day ban basically and ever since then every time Twitch posts something on social media every time anything Twitch related happens there's always this flood of comments that shows like gifts of her throwing her cat over the shoulder and um, asking Twitch to ban her and asking Twitch to take action on her stream and stuff like that. And these are things that she even addressed. She's like, it's not my fault that they haven't done anything. I remember when the nip slip happened, she she even was like campaigning to get suspended because she was like, this is not fair. Like, I, I know I did it on accident, but I, st I still should be held accountable for what happened because I broke the rules technically. Um, so... As I said, she recently broke down in tears on her recent, her most recent live stream, as far as I'm aware, and um, there was even rumors of her doing sexual favors to staff in exchange for like immunity or for her to get lower uh, suspension times and stuff like that, which she denied all of it, and um, she just generally spoke out against the the hate that she's been receiving on social media. So my question is. Um, do you think it's fair that after a year has passed and she's addressed the situations that she had controversy with, do you think it's still fair that she keeps receiving hate over all of the things that took place? Or do you think it's one of those things where she's just going to have to keep being held accountable for, you know, as long as she keeps making content? What do you think, Fashion? Well, it's men. So, <laughs> yeah, you we expect them to hold a grudge for the longest time. Men can be exceptionally very petty when it comes to these things and mm -hmm. love to be misogynistic. Let's just call it like it is. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And they're just not going to let it up. And unfortunately, this is just going to continue to be discussed and her name is going to be in their mouth until she is off the platform and it will still be used even if she's booted off. Mm -hmm. And I'm past the point of just... I know that we don't have anything in our power to just like stop it because ultimately I think everyone watching this who is a streamer who watches streams and even you know us three were a part of everything that happened to her essentially and what she has dealt with um even if it's just us making like a quick joke about cats or something on Twitch or anything like we are responsible to add in fuel to the fire. Mm -hmm. And I think um, we did comment on at least one of the instances that took place. So we're definitely not yeah. innocent in that. But at the same time, um, I think we also... We, we know where to let up. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah, no, um, we commented on the behavior and we moved on, you know, and we expected her to move on as well and to grow as a person. So, And from my understanding, I think she has been punished. I mean, she was suspended. Mm -hmm. And... Maybe it wasn't enough to some extent, but I don't expect her to be permanently banned for that action um, if men aren't banned the same. Right. <laughs> so until, you know, we get equal treatment 
of men and women doing the same actions and that'd be fantastic but from my understanding there is a man who's done a similar act who hasn't been suspended or banned yet they call for alinity to deal with it mm-hmm. so it's 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 interesting to pick and choose isn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah and and uh as well as the the conversation of uh of cancel culture i know i keep bringing it up even though i hate the term but um <laughs> she brought it up herself and she said that as she was crying, she was saying, like, what do I do? Do I just stop streaming? Do I just cave in to the pressure of, like, everyone yelling at me and harassing me off the platform? But at the same time, she was like, but if I do that, then people will learn to do that to everyone until they quit. So they're just going to pick on anyone that they feel deserves to leave the platform, and they and they choose to target them for that. Um, they won't, though. If I understand what she's saying. But I, I know what she wants to say while I'm putting words in her mouth. She is explicitly kind of saying they will target women. Yeah. And that is the solid truth, is that they will not hold men accountable for their actions. There can be someone on this, like, platform who goes into a fucking bathroom and films minors. Mm-hmm. And all they get is a little slap on the hand and then they return. Right. And yet they call for him to return and, and they will do hashtags and they would do this, that and the other. But you don't see the right. same kind of energy for Linity. And it's it's clear sexism. And it's yeah. it's not going to change because Twitch doesn't want to put out a black piece of paper, um, like screenshot with text on top and slap it on their, on their Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Because they can't be fucked. They don't care about the protection of women. They just want money. Yeah, And it's just got to the point of where they need to directly say, we do not like this harassment surrounding Alinity, there will not be any further action unless she breaks further rules and just actually do a statement about it. They need to they need to just do something because they are going to have to constantly deal with these replies unless they outright talk to Twitter and manage to get like Alinity to be banned from being a replied like tweet. Mm-hmm. It's just so infuriating that they just don't want to do anything about it. I also think like as... Twitter has more tools to avoid certain people from replying to their tweets. Them knowing that posting, for example, very recently, they had a post about uh, Black Lives Matter, and they knew that they would get flooded with hate, but they still choose to post stuff like that without preventing people from replying. And just little actions like that could help to stop that from going on. And um, I think another thing that's weird about this entire situation is that um, and it only adds to your comment about sexism and misogyny, which is like when a male streamer gets banned or suspended for hate speech, for example, everyone is like, oh, they made a mistake. It was one time. Let him grow as a person. He's trying to be better as a person. Um, how dare them punish him for that and all that stuff and cancel culture is terrible but then they will turn around to Alinity and go to her stream and harass her and literally donate to her to harass her and to have her text to speech say horrible things to her and um, men really go out of their way to like be shitty to women huh Uh, what do you think about this entire situation Kisos yeah, I mean, you both really already, again, said it all. But the fact that it's like the popular and cool thing to do, like 
the the people who are commenting this stuff on Twitter, they think they're like woke and this is like <laughs> their campaign. Like this is what they're being a quote unquote social justice warrior for. It's mm -hmm. like banalinity, banal we didn't forget. We're never gonna forget. We're never gonna forget. And like Koga said in the chat, like yeah. uh do I think that the reaction that she received or the the punishment from Twitch was enough? No, not really. But I also agree that it's over, it's done. They made their decision. Um, and like Passion said, I think it's more important that Twitch speak out on all of these things, be more vocal about, mm -hmm. um, I mean, they they have a social media team. Uh, so first off, making a statement. Secondly, being like, we don't want to hear about this stuff. If you mention Alinity's name or ban Alinity, if you say anything racist, we will block you from our following us on social media. Like, why is that? Well, I'm not, obviously I know the answer to this. It's rhetorical, but why is that so hard for them to do? You know, yeah. why is that something that they would resist doing when it's so easy? Like, why would you want someone who's racist or you know focus on this one thing? You know, anytime they're trying to celebrate anything or highlight black creators last month, it was still just like, okay, great, but what about Alinity? What about Alinity? Yeah. And racist comments and all of that stuff. So it's like ban these people. Sure, maybe those children will grow later. You can unblock you know people on your social media later if you want but like ban them let people know that this is not okay yeah. put the hammer down look how much work it's taken just to get some of these people who have done all these terrible things off of the platform these men i should say mm -hmm. uh, mostly i mean you know all genders do things but um specifically these massive men on the channel who are you know, like Passion said, Dr. Disrespect, literally filming people in a bathroom, which is just like a legal period. And, uh, you know, having a temporary ban, I think now he's permanently banned, or at least that's what I saw on social media. But who mm -hmm. knows? Because I don't know, there's a lot of you never know with these types of things. Yeah. And he's he can probably just go stream on YouTube right now and, you know, make just as much money. So yeah. beyond Twitch, it also has to be like a whole industry thing but obviously no one cares because the people in power are the white cis men so they're gonna let the white cis men slide and boys will do what boys will do and they make us money and yeah. they can't stop us so yeah but they can't expect places like twitchcon to then be placed as a safe space and can be yeah. placed as no, like this true. community driven thing right when their act of uh feminism is making a monthly event where women are on the front page one per day but they can't speak out for this woman being harassed on Twitch. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, right. it's it's again, a load of shit. They also... don't they don't stand their ground. Mm -hmm. and this is also a big streamer for them, you know. So you would think that they would be invested in protecting her and taking a stand, but at the same time, they're like, well, you know, they I guess they could have quote unquote protected her in the sense of you know not banning her permanently. That's why they might have given her a. A smaller punishment but they also need to come through and um you know stand up for these streamers and there's a lot of people making the money that are getting harassed on the daily you mm -hmm. know like that i don't necessarily uh, care about their content or whatever but you know if if someone like pokimane has twenty five thousand viewers or whatever and most of those viewers are just like saying sexist stuff the whole time like what is the purpose like what why do you want these people like i don't know just because they're a kid doesn't make it okay ban the bitch yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's really about what we kind of discussed a lot last week as well it's like as 
these communities, if you want to, if you want to talk about how much of a community it actually is, and if you want to say that even when they banned Dr. Disrespect, their only statement was like, oh, we take our terms of service very seriously, when in reality, all the rumors point to the fact that he actually broke his partner agreement, and that's why he's getting banned. So it has really nothing to do with the terms of service. So mm. it's just like little things like that where they're like, oh, we take these accusations very seriously, or we take this very right. seriously, but at the same time, they either aren't doing things to show that they're actually putting something... Uh, like they have a plan in place or they're not just communicating it, which could be a little bit of both. Um, but it, it is it is very shitty how like certain people get constantly protected and others just they get half protected. Like with this Alinity situation, they were like, oh, you know, she makes us a lot of money. She's one of the most popular female streamers. So maybe let's not ban her. But uh, but by doing that, they also unleashed a ton of shit on her. <laughs> so it's like, it, it's it's. I think nobody really wins with that, and right. it's probably something that Twitch probably re like they they regret. Probably, I'm, I wouldn't assume that they're happy to see a bunch of spam that has to do with Alinity every time they post something. Um, right. But at the same time, as long as she keeps making them money. Um, nothing is gonna really change, I feel. Um, but you know, from canceling to uplifting, let's actually uplift people that are doing amazing things, such as these two wonderful people over here. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Miss Passion, let's talk a little bit about your Pride celebration stream that happened recently, shall we? Must we? Yeah. No. Okay, uh, Kisos, let's talk about yours. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, but yeah, I'll talk. I'll talk about Passion Stream. <laughs> so, <My> PR. Yes. <laughs> so, how did you, uh, first of all, for people who don't know, spill all the tea about what went down on the last day of June? Okay. I gotta think about how to describe this. So, <laughs> essentially, I knew I wanted to put together some sort of DJ set situation. And it's been a dream of mine to do on Switch for the longest time, but unfortunately, it's not been the greatest headspace for me to plan and overall provide exactly what I wanted to. But I felt like with Pride, there was some sort of, like, linear thing that I could try to, like, match together. So... Instantly, I thought, okay, who can I hit up? Who can I get involved? What can I do with this? So I thought what would be cute is by getting certain streamers and musicians and performers to pick a track of their own, whether it represents what Pride means to them or um, or just like an anthem that they bob to in their own time or a song of their own choice. And I essentially contacted about 40 to 60 different streamers and asked if they wanted to get involved, if they wanted to film a video and essentially say what pride means to them, introduce themselves and pick a song of their selection. And with that, I decided to tinker with all of those videos and um, fit it with some lovely music videos and custom made conceptual things and backdrops. And then I got some drag performers on board and that was pretty much it. Yeah. And then with the final result, it just ended up being a visual virtual kind of like dj set 
that basically encouraged people to celebrate Pride. And we managed to fundraise a shit ton of money for a black charity, which we love to see. Yes. Yeah, it was massive. Yeah, it was amazing. So for the people who missed that, I know there's a way for them to, to watch that. Yeah. Maybe so. <laughs> Spare coin. <laughs> yes. So I managed to set up a Patreon finally after thinking about it for like months. And just for the spare lick of a coin of $1, you are able to access the faux almost six hour DJ set, mm. including the visuals. And um, there is also a lovely 10 gigabyte download of that file too, if you so Ooh. desire. But you can also just stream it from the website. Yeah. I'm a patron, so y'all. That is available. I was the first, just saying. Yeah. You were. <laughs> we yeah, it was we so cool, Passion. I, mm -hmm. I had an idea of how much work you were putting into it, just based on, you know, how many people I knew you were reaching out to. But then all of the editing, all of the, just like the transitions you right? worked on and like, oh my god like <laughs> i don't know how you did that without having like a thousand breakdowns maybe you had a couple but um <laughs> i don't know I surprisingly how you... didn't you were just like, like motivated by the power of love i powered through so i do a shit ton of weird editing here and there ruby can confess to that the amount of times yes. i just send him random ass edits of like mm -hmm. anything mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's like girl oh, what the fuck is this how did you put that together so quick um <laughs> Yeah. But it was just, it's just something that really got brought out of me from like joy and like happiness of like doing it. And every time someone sent me their video, I was like instantly slapping it together with what I could do, like with the visuals and stuff like that. And it was just a lot of motivation to just really like crack through it and try to promote all of these people involved and the performers and the musicians mm -hmm. and just. I don't know, I just really wanted to make it like a very queer celebratory thing. And I was just incredibly motivated just by that alone. But I was exhausted once it was done. Like, <laughs> yeah. believe me. Yeah. I Plus was... you stayed up just like <sighs> super late. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was about, I finished about just before 6am. And right. I started at midnight. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. I managed to stay up for like 12 hours after that. Uh, oh why <laughs> it was just it was just like adrenaline though it mm -hmm. was just mm -hmm. a happy adrenaline and that's awesome um but yeah then i fell asleep and then i woke up and i was just like yeah i feel exhausted now it's like kicked into me but the only thing that it has encouraged is just to do something similar in the future and it's definitely yeah. something that i want to shift my content to yes. as much as twitch may be like no sis <laughs> this dmca claims you want them <laughs> right, um, yeah. it might just be something that you know it's it's gonna be a passion project of mine no pun intended oh. and you just you gotta kick through whatever you want to do and you know if the platform don't like it then Whatever, I don't like what they do half the time, so what's good? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yes. No, it was just so, I was so excited. I mean, I hoped a lot of people would be there. I expected a lot of people to be there, but I was glad that a lot of people were there and coming in, raiding, and yeah, because you just put so much work into it. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, you deserve to have everyone there and you deserve to, you know, get some, get some clout yourself for all of that because right? you did a lot of great work. We all, yeah. we all needed that at the end of the month too honestly um, like i i feel like i didn't know i needed it as much as i i did until i was actually watching 
and yeah, it was fun. Yeah, like I Loki was like, and you know I hate what? Watching Twitch stream. Let me ruin. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ruin my sleeping schedule just a little bit, not too much, but just a little bit, because yeah. um, I really like I, I really needed it. So thank you for that, and hopefully we'll, we'll see more of that in the future, whether Twitch likes it or not. <laughs> or in person, yeah. I'm hoping to do something in person eventually. Once Ooh, okay, this shithole is like crossover right. no i'll fly over there believe me like oh okay let's I, do I don't know it's kind of a dream to kind of do something similar but like in person and actually you know hopefully represented from twitch themselves as well like i don't know i have go. big dreams yeah and i Scott feel like connection. people people are really kind of like encouraging that kind of you know output of, of media and mm -hmm. yeah Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like Im yeah. I immediately thought like, I don't really like, even before the pandemic hit, I wasn't someone who would go to parties and stuff like that. But watching that and just feeling that sense of community from being on in chat and everybody just like having such a great time, I was like, wow, I feel like the next opportunity, we all have an opportunity to be together for like TwitchCon or something similar like that. Oh, yes, let's grab a drink. Let's go to a passion party. Like, we're like... all going to go off <laughs> <Yeah>. so hard. <laughs> and it's going to be such a... We'll have our own, like, alternate Twitch con where yes. we host our own event <laughs> in the same city. Oh, my God. The same day. <laughs> Very petty. Just like the anti-Twitch con, right? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but another amazing thing that took place this week, which was also a labor of a lot of hard work, was uh, your EP, Kisos? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so t tell us tell us about it. Well, it's called Sweet Nothings. It just came out Tuesday. Mm -hmm. it, I started writing it three years ago after going through a really bad breakup. And originally I was trying to release it like early 20, no, summer 2019. I don't know, early 2019. I don't know. I wanted this thing out a long time ago, <laughs> um, but I'm glad that it's finally out. I feel like the stars have aligned for it to come out at the perfect time. And um, yeah, what it is, is each track corresponds to one of the five stages of grief. So bargaining, denial, anger, depression, and acceptance. So as I was like writing the songs for this, I was really just trying to like, get my feelings out but then I looked back at like the recordings that I had screamed and cried into my voice memo on my phone and I was like oh wait these all like really fit kind of this like journey through grief from like begging the person to stay to being in denial that you aren't together anymore all the way to like that sad acceptance of it really being over and just that kind of empty but peaceful sadness feeling so it's a, it's a little bit heavy of a project but i think it's also really cathartic i'm trying not to listen to it too much because i'm not trying to get all up into my feelings for the 80th is the only <laughs> time but yeah it's been really cool just the, how many people have been streaming and sharing has been blowing my mind honestly i mean i didn't i i expected to have support but not this much support so yes it's what she deserves i was actually gonna <laughs> ask you uh because it is a personal project do you like was it very challenging actually like the steps from like writing it to like what was more i guess nerve-wracking for you was it the step from writing to recording or was it like from recording to like actually putting it out there for other people to listen 
Mm, a recording took me a really long time. I just felt like, especially because everything had been delayed, I wanted things to be even more perfect than normal. And this finished product to me isn't perfect, but I had to just kind of accept where it was. So that was kind of stressful for me in just in terms of like making it. But um, I don't know. I mean, I def it definitely brought up feelings when I was recording it. Like, especially he didn't want me. I mean, that one came out a while ago. That one came out in December as a single before the EP. But I recorded that song like literally November 2019. But remember, this breakup was summer 2017. And I cried while recording it. I sat there and broke down and cried all over it. And you can hear some of that on the final mm -hmm. recording. And I just didn't expect that. And even, you know, doing interviews. I like doing interviews about it. But I do feel... It, I still I get some of that like sadness coming back you know where you're just like you're just kind of I don't even know how to explain it but it's just like it's just one of those things where you're just like wow it really didn't work it really it, you just kind of relive those emotions like yeah not that I necessarily wish for a different life or a different outcome at all but it's just depressing like thinking of yourself in those moments and thinking about how low you felt and all of that and also with perks which is my angry rap song yeah that one um i feel kind of bad releasing it because i feel like i don't know is this gonna make the person it's about feel bad if they listen i literally told them not to listen i was like listen at your own risk girl <laughs> um because it's intense and what I, I remember when we had a, a release stream just this week like monday night before it came out i was telling the story of the song and i was just getting so angry again so i feel like each of these songs is just such a purely captured emotion that it's just listening to it brings it all back up so i think i'm just like trying to not really listen even yeah. though I like the music, I'm like, y'all can have this one. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you scared to perform it live in that aspect then? Um, actually, no. I think I might like performing it live more because I like channeling. I like channeling the emotions and like, I guess, using myself as a vessel for the other people to feel those things and go through those things. And I like that I'm able to connect with the emotions. Um, I think I honestly just kind of feel bad that I, I don't want my ex to feel bad. I don't think he's necessarily keeping super close tabs on me, mm -hmm. but I don't like hurting people. But at the same time, I felt like I had things I needed to say, but it feels weird to have everyone be like, yeah, you destroyed him, and like, you know, yeah. I, I'm not. Now you know it. how artists feel when they, when they actually drop like a, a multi platinum record, and one of the lead singles is about like an ex, right? Like, and it's like, God, what does that feel like? It's the expression of it all. Mm -hmm. And also thinking about like people that knew, you know, me and him, thinking about like their reactions to it, and like, what do they think? Like, I, it's just so interesting to kind of like for me to take myself out of it and look at it from this outside perspective. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't lie. I don't think I was too aggressive <laughs> in perks. So yeah, I mean, I just hope that, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to be able to go to therapy and, you know, confront things. And I don't know if he necessarily needs those things, but he wasn't necessarily the type to 
take advantage of those things if they were in front of him. So I just hope if he listens, like I just don't want anyone having bad feelings coming up or them, especially at a time like now. Mm -hmm. So honestly, I'm still the type of person who's like, I just want him to be okay. I just want him to be okay. <laughs> yeah. After releasing, you know, tracks where I like decapitate him and cry about him. <laughs> No, I mean, but it, it, I think your worry makes sense. Like, your worries about this entire situation make sense because, like you said, this is something that took place years ago. And to kind of, like, like not, it's it not up. just you reliving them by posting, by, like, uploading these songs. It's also, like, everyone else who's involved, everyone else who knows you and both of you. Like, everybody just sort of is either relive, reliving that or getting to know some of those details for the first time and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, I, can, I can understand where some of that worry comes from. Um, Strange. Yeah. <laughs> I Yeah, for sure. But like you literally got this project together and released during this entire pandemic situation. So like for yeah. anyone who might be listening to this and might be struggling either with being creative or with like putting stuff out and getting stuff done during the pandemic, what kind of uh, advice would you have for, for people who may be in the same shoes that you were just in prior to releasing this? Yeah, for me, the biggest thing was not getting stuck on it being done in a certain way, on a certain timeline and not feeling frustrated like trying to be patient with myself as well because what happened with it was I was trying to finish it and me and Jolie who worked on He Didn't Want Me and worked on um, Perks With Me and some of the other tracks we were working together and then the pandemic hit and Jolie actually got sick as well and luckily is okay now um, but I was trying to you know I was getting frustrated not necessarily at them but just getting frustrated that my own um arbitrary plans of timelines and things weren't going to work out and seeing what was happening and also realizing like wait i actually this isn't as close as i wanted to i need to take this back to the studio aka my room and <laughs> um you know like flesh some things out so you know i was working on jolie with things and um then i ended up sending things over to another friend but she has a nine to five and she's a musician too working on her own things and you know, both of these people are really talented and, and, you know, very efficient with their work. But again, we're in the middle of a global pandemic, um, you know, and then at the end of May, Black Lives Matter and, you know, all of these other human rights things. And there's just so much going on in everyone's lives that also, you know, hasn't stopped. Let me also make that clear. Mm -hmm. And so no one is in a good headspace right now. No <laughs> right. one is feeling the best they've ever felt in life, even if there are, you know, maybe aspects of being in quarantine or, you know, certain things that you can see as a positive. No one overall, I feel like, is living their best life right now. Um, if you are, you know, more power to you, but hopefully you're also woke about what's going on. But anyway, um, right. <laughs> let me not get sidetracked. But <laughs> yeah, the biggest thing for me was, you know, with Anna, I was like, she is juggling so much to do this work and um, I was basically just like, okay, I'm just gonna get everything to where it's good enough. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little more than good enough, but I wasn't gonna be too picky. I wasn't gonna try to re-record things 30 more times. I wasn't gonna do anything. And so there's definitely more moments on these songs that I'm self-conscious about than some other music. But I think overall, I just, 
something that I said on Twitter was like, you know, there's one song in particular, which is I still remember that I feel like didn't come out even close to how I wanted it to. I just feel like vocally there's moments, there's like some weird effects on the vocals and things that took away from it for me. But I just hope everyone listens through. I hope everyone experiences it. And then you can go back and listen to what you want. So again, I think the biggest thing wrapping all that up <laughs> is just getting your creation to a point where you are happy enough, not getting focused on perfection. Otherwise it will never come out and it's better to share things. Your friends will always see things less harshly than you. Yeah. Um, and chances are the people they share it with will see it less harshly too. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, that's okay. Whatever you're putting out, this is not the last thing that you're putting out. That's also what I always tell myself, no matter what, where it's like, if, you know, maybe I'm not getting responses from Billboard or some other <laughs> press outlet or whatever, it's like, you know what, it's okay. This is not the last thing I'm ever releasing. Yeah. There will always be more. So I think just reminding yourself of that. Yes, absolutely. And there's always possibilities for, you know, after all of this settles down, there's always possibilities for re-releases where you can do mm -hmm. make that version or even a different version of remastered. Uh, yeah remastered a, a remix featuring uh you know a rapper <laughs> me yes mm -hmm. yeah i was gonna say miss passion and project ruby <laughs> oh there you go um yeah so that's that's amazing advice thank you for sharing that uh do you have any final like thank yous and and stuff for uh for getting this together because obviously you didn't do it alone so feel free to do some yeah. shout outs and thank yous and all of the above yeah firstly jolie who was in the chat earlier amazing musician and producer and kind of coach for me as i was producing a lot of these things and then my friend anna wang who if you go to my social media and you want to follow these people they're all tagged everywhere um, but she, um, she came through when we needed her and, you know, when Jolie was just trying to like focus on recovering, I'm like, don't worry about like, stop thinking about the music. Don't stress. I have another friend I can send it to. And she just came through and like mixed everything and made it all super fancy and fresh and beautiful. So those two people, and then, um, another friend, Vince Allen Dogan did a beautiful, like custom text for the EP art cover the I drew the faces. I drew the faces. Thank you. Keep them. Yes. But yeah. There was a lot of people that come together. None of, I used to be the type of person who I was like, I want to do everything by myself. Mm -hmm. I want to impress people and show that I can do everything. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's so stressful and it's not as good. So now I'm all about working with friends and shouting them out from the rooftops. Yes. We love that. Definitely check out the EP sweet nothings make sure to i'm gonna have a link for it so uh you can stream it you can follow kisos everywhere and uh so you can listen to his upcoming future work and future projects yeah um a lot soon honestly yes there you go there you go <laughs> some tea over there um mm -hmm. but you know speaking of uh more of these amazing things that we're living for this is a segment that we um use to highlight things that we've been enjoying such as music and video games and content creators etc so obviously my first pick 
is Kisos' EP. Just saying. <laughs> um, stream it. Yes, everyone. Purchase it. Go on his Patreon as well. Um, I also have really been enjoying... This is kind of a weird release. This is a weird single from her. But I love Miss Sunmi. Uh, she's a K-pop solo artist. And she, I'm going to have a hard time saying this song. But the song is called... It's basically a sound. It's supposed to be a sound. The sound of like fireworks sort of situation. Um, oh. It's this like weird pop um, with like disco-y sort of um, vibes to it. Sometimes with K-pop songs, it's like a, a little bit of a roller coaster when it comes to genres. They like a verse is something and then the bridge is a different thing. And then you're like, wait, is that supposed to be the chorus or is it the other thing? <laughs> so like... You know, just listen to it. The music video is amazing. The visuals are stunning. She is stunning as well. So um, definitely check that out. And uh, last but not least, I've been listening to this podcast called Showman's Glee Recap Edition with Kevin McHale and Jenna Ushkowitz, which were two cast members from Glee. And they're, you know, like the title suggests, they've been basically recapping... Um, the show and they're kind of like rewatching from season one and because they've been on the show for I think all of the seasons they were a part of it they basically have a lot of behind the scenes tea and they they talk about stuff from like filming this the show and um they talk with people who have been on the show people, other cast members crew members and stuff like that Ew. which I think is really interesting especially if you were a fan of Glee growing up or if you've been rewatching it on Netflix and all of that fun stuff um but watch with caution because some things on glee did not age well <laughs> so definitely be <laughs> careful going into it because um there's not everything aged gracefully let's just say that uh next we have passions picks and if y'all could only read this document you would you would be cackling right now but well, other have... than living for my huge fucking tits, <laughs> I have been not really been doing much this past week because I was so busy putting together the stream and everything that I've just been overwhelmed setting up stuff. So I've only been listening to like my pick from last week, which was Jesse Ware's What's Your Pleasure? Yeah. Other than Kiesel's EP, which I have been streaming before you clock me, miss. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, my my pick hasn't changed since last week. It's it's only growing like like so much more maturely as time goes on. It's aging like fine wine, and I've literally finally ordered the um, album on vinyl. So yeah. I'm looking Ooh. forward to actually hearing it on wax. And what's um, your fave song on there? Honestly, I think a title track. What's your pleasure? Mm. Because okay. it's just it's sensual and it's very vibey, very disco. And I love a sex positive anthem. I'm always here for it. Yes. So that's that's unfortunately gonna be like my only pick other than my tits. So I <laughs> just encourage once again to go out and stream it and listen to it. And um we love to see women thriving in twenty twenty. Yes. And she also recently did a um song association with Elle on their YouTube channel, which is always a fun little oh, series. Yeah where artists kind of promote yeah. their stuff but they also like sing other people's songs for a little bit they get prompts for 
uh, different words and they have to sing songs that have those words in it, which is really cute. Like you get to know her a little bit more as a person. She also has her podcast like Passion mentioned last week. So um, so far I've, I've been enjoying I've, I'm just kind of getting into her a little bit through the album and now just seeing things pop up here and there because you know you watch one thing and then youtube is like you're obsessed with this person right let me recommend right. <laughs> everything about their lives i'm like okay cool let's let's go with that i i guess i will um but yeah what what, what are you living for kisos besides your ep um, obviously <laughs> yeah that <laughs> me me and me um uh, i just want to say really quick about jesse Ware album i just found out that it came out because um my ex who my music is about Ooh. his boyfriend just randomly messaged me out of the blue and was like hey random but do, are you into jesse Ware?" and i was like what <laughs> i mean i've enjoyed her music in the past but never like sought her out like i've never looked for her new releases necessarily he's like oh okay and i was just like Oh. Okay, good talk. But yeah, anyway, now that her. I know, now that I know, Miss Passion is standing, and uh, Kevin has recently actually gotten into her, my boyfriend. So, I will listen after this to that. Yes. Um, what I have been into, there's okay. So some I've been at the beginning of this quarantine, I have had not really been like binging any shows. I'm not gonna say anything groundbreaking here, but I hadn't been binging any shows. But then I like balanced out my schedule and took some more time for me and lately okay growing up i did not watch avatar the last airbender or i would watch like episodes here and there but i started watching it because now it's on netflix it is the best show like ever like they talk about everything they talk about they they handle misogyny they Ooh. handle um you know colonialism capitalism maybe racism Damn. uh they handle classism ages like they just handle everything it's ableism like it's such a good show and i'm really getting sad because i'm on the third season and there's only four seasons so if you've never watched that show honestly yes it's a cartoon but it is so well done um and it also just deals with like guilt and fear and shame and responsibility i don't know i relate to it very much right now it's helping me <laughs> through some things yeah um so avatar you know everybody watch a cartoon today um what else was i gonna say oh i i had seen few a few people talking about it but i hadn't gotten around to watching it but disclosure which is a kind of a documentary yes. on netflix um about trans people representation in the media and um just trans people period and you know kind of development of um trans people throughout their lives and you know it's just been laverne cox is kind of like the the, the main face, I guess you could say, or the more rec most recognizable face, but there's a ton of other just like trans people that are in the entertainment industry and other areas just talking about their stories and how it how they've kind of gone on their journeys. And it's just been really interesting. I'm like halfway through. Um, it's been really interesting to just soak in and hear people's stories um on a more personal level because i you know i have some trans friends but i don't necessarily have trans friends that i know on a super deep level that i talk to about um you know all of these things a lot of the times because i don't necessarily you know i don't feel like it's my place to ask or 
you know, I don't want to like trigger anything for anyone. Yeah. So it's interesting to kind of, you know, without feeling like I'm imposing on anyone, um, get just a little snapshot of the more personal trans experience. So if you haven't watched Disclosure on Netflix, start it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. We've recommended it. I think in the last episode, like I've seen a lot of people recommend it on my surprised. timeline. It's so good. I keep recommending it. Let's just recommend it every week yeah. until people yeah, watch. Honestly, they like yeah. watch it. <laughs> honestly, even after Pride Month, because you know a lot of LGBTQIA plus content ends up not getting as much promotion outside of Pride Month. So yeah. I'm down for it. Let's promote. Sure. Let's keep promoting. Disclosure streaming party today instead of <laughs> instead of flop of July. We're gonna stream disclosure today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um Thank you everyone for listening and watching to for today's episode i really appreciate that uh just another reminder uh, if you want to have some uh, coffee to go along with your breakfast at ruby's go to grindingcoffee.co and use the promo code project ruby for 13 percent off of your purchase they have a huge variety of uh, coffee products so make sure to check it out they have sample uh packages and stuff like that so you can you know you don't have to make a choice yeah you can just uh pick from their pan from their sample packages and such uh free shipping in the u.s so enjoy all of that stuff other than that uh where can people find you once again uh kisos where can people find you on social media any upcoming things you have going on uh, so I'd say for now, just focus on the EP. You can stream my EP just by Googling Kisos, K-I-S-O-S. But on social media, my at is it's Kisos, I-T-S-K-I-S-O-S. Like we said earlier, I have a new EP that just came out this week. I've been super excited about it. I do have plans for, we have one of my roommates got a very, um, a loan for a very, very fancy camera. So we'll be shooting music videos soon. I plan Ooh. to make some physical CDs. So if you really like the EP, there's a lot more coming and some vinyl. collabs coming. I don't know about vinyl. A stare. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. One singular yeah. person for me. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. We'll do a giveaway and I'll rig it for you. Wow. Um, yeah, but and I have actually a lot of other music coming in August and September and October and so it's gonna be a big juicy year so get on the train baby yes so exciting <laughs> and what about you Miss Passion where can people find you any upcoming projects and such you can find me on Spotify K-I-S-O-S <laughs> um, I just released an EP it's called Sweet Nothings and um, it's it's incredible to <laughs> stream oh, it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm laying low for a hot second, I think. Um, I'm kind of exhausted after, you know, practically spending like just over a month planning like almost a six hour stream. I hate to see it. Um <laughs> But yeah, I'm passions planner on everything. Y'all know me when you see the tits everywhere. Um <laughs> other than that, it's just I think I'm just gonna be editing for some YouTube content and stuff in the meantime and just kind of like lay in there a little bit and then I'll probably poke my head out again when like August pops around. I'm exhausted okay. after Pride Month Girl. Like <laughs> it's yeah. It's been so tiring. So I'll be laying low for a hot second and then all of a sudden trans rights. So there you go. go. Trends rights every yeah. single day. Uh, you can also find me at Project Ruby everywhere. 
you can find this show at breakfast.rubies on Spotify and all the um, podcast services and such. So you can listen to Kisos' EP, my podcast, everything on the same place. It's lovely. We enjoy it. We stand it. Um, I am posting content for some reason now more than on pride uh i think i just got very overwhelmed during pride and now i'm just kind of like okay it's okay we there's not a lot of pressure for some reason so let's just have fun yeah so uh yeah i'm a gamer i'm a singer and i'm a talk show host so uh stay tuned i'm uh, i'm uh, brainstorming some things so um very excited to uh, to do some more projects and, and such in the near future. So stay tuned. We love you. Stay safe, everyone. And uh, yeah, once again, trans rights, black lives still matter and will continue to. So uh, we love you. Bye. See you next week. Bye.